welcome back to another edition of the best women's boxing show period actually it's the 360 uh, 360 Hollywood Fight Night Edition. That's take, what it is. It's a takeover. It's a takeover. I'm Cynthia Conte. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. Yes. And then, so real fast, before we bring in our guest, really fast, we're going to have to, we have got to talk about some ha- something happening in Pugs. Yes, now. indeed. Let us talk. Let okay. Us. Adrian Broner was supposed to have a press conference the other day, and he did. He he did by you know to his defense, he did show up, but he he has something. He he didn't like the fact that it was a Zoom. And to be fair, Luis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz had an actual press conference in Los Angeles yesterday, mm-hmm. and Adrian Broner feels like he's kind of like a side piece. You know, he was mad at Al Heyman. He was mad at uh, Sean. I mean, it's uh, Steven Espinosa. He's mad at everybody. He's just being Broner. But now um, they had another one today at 2 p.m. I'm surprised they even gave him another one. Brittany, we love you. Shout out to Brittany Goosen Goosen for, you know, she has to deal with all of this. Everyone has to deal with this. A woman's job is never done. Exactly. Y'all hear that? Remember that. So um, Adrian Broner is coming out. And again, he's headlining. Yes. This mofo has Payday. been around. The last time I saw him, he he fought against against Manny Pacquiao. He mm-hmm. thought he totally went payday. Not. Got a payday, but now he's getting another headlining gig. Mm-hmm. What what does Adrian Broner have in his secret sauce that allows him besides his crazy mouth? He, he's <laughs> just you know what. Ultimately, love Broner or hate Broner. He has this polarizing ability to put people in seats. Yeah. People are going to show up for the Adrian Broner show. I think, of, well, you know, I remember, remember when they were talking about Adrian Broner should fight Floyd? Oh, Lord. A oh. hundred years ago. Yeah. And I just, he just is a, a, a polarizing guy. He has a lot of personality, gets into a lot of trouble. He's a bad boy. He's kind of like the Charlie Sheen of <laughs> boxing. You know, he's got hella women, hella baby mamas. You know, I mean, the not, videos, not judging. These girl, just the facts. videos, remember, I'd be sending, I'm like, what? Is oh, that? I remember when they were leaking the videos on He be eating sushi. Oh, you know what I mean? Sushi. I ain't going to even go into that because that's a little too. Oh, this is, uh, you, we, we don't X-rated. want our video flagged. <laughs> but but uh, then it, this fight itself against uh, Omar Figueroa, it's so long overdue. Right. I remember they were supposed to fight before. There was talks of them fighting before, and it just never happened. Well, we'll see. We're going to see what Adrian Broner has in the tank. We're going to see what Figueroa has from. I really want to see like uh, what Adrian's going to come out rapping to, his fight outfit. I mean, it, it's the Adrian show. That's all. Mm. It's the Broner show. Here's food for thought for you boxing fans who've been around a long time ago. If you know us, you've been around for a while. Remember when Broner was supposed to fight Terrence Crawford, but then he moved up in weight when Crawford was fighting at 135. When so was, was he a- technically running? <laughs> I don't Can't know. He running away. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that you know, there's not much more to say about Adrian Broner until we actually see him fight. If he actually makes weight, that's a big deal. Is there? A, I don't even there's know if there's a rehydration a clause. Of, there's I don't probably know. A spectrum. Of Is there weights. a catch weight? I don't know. We'll find out. But that's what's so fun about boxing. Uh, but we're gonna bring in our next guest. Um, you know what? He uh, there's a lot of people high on this gen- mm-hmm. this gentleman from Cork, Ireland. He is making a splash. He's making headlines. He is he is actually uh, under the tutelage of Hall of Famer trainer Mr. Freddie Roach at Wild Card. Shout out to Freddie Roach. Shout out, shout out to Freddie. Shout out to Marie. Shout out to everyone over there. My Love old the gym, Wild Card. Uh, Mr. Callum Walsh. Welcome Woo! to the show. 
Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time out. Um, I know that uh, we are on, we have some of the, uh, your undercard fighters on the show. So, um, and you know what, blame Tom because we had him on earlier and he just loved to talk. But he was speaking very, very high of you. He was telling me uh, and Giandra about Dana White being very mm -hmm. high on you. Let me ask you, has the big lights, the bright lights kind of been like, whoa, what is this? Um, no, I feel good. Um, look, this is this is what I've trained for. This is all I've ever wanted. So, yeah, it feels good to have all these interviews, all the everybody like Dana White on board. It's, it's unbelievable. I love it. Oh, good. You know, it's a, a little history since you don't know me. I was, um, and I'm really sad. I used to host the Hollywood Fight Nights. I was in the ring uh, getting the, the, everyone popped up. I did all the interviews. I worked for Ring Magazine, Ring TV, and I would do all the things. I've worked with Tom Loeffler for quite a while, but now, no more. <laughs> I know. We're trying to get back there. You know what? Why don't you say a friendly hello to Dan uh, Dana White for us, <laughs> women in boxing? But uh, so you you're you fight out of Long Beach and you're from Ireland, where we all know the great Katie Taylor. And so when you think of Irish boxing, we we automatically for us we think of Katie Taylor, and now we're going to think of Callum Walsh. What is it about Irish boxers besides bare knuckle fighting? Yeah, I suppose just just in Ireland, uh, we all like to fight. I've been fighting since <laughs> I was six years old. Uh, wow! All the time, even like me and my friends and stuff, we used to all fight each other out on the street. Um, <laughs> <so> that's, <laughs> that's for fun. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, the Irish people—we just love to fight, and there is no better fans in the world than the Irish boxing fans. Irish fans are so exciting. I yeah. think of the Notre Dame logo. Yeah. I think of <laughs> Conor McGregor, Becky yeah. Lynch, Finn Balor. Yeah. They're in WWE. There are a lot of famous people who come from Ireland. So you guys like to fight a lot, but when did you know that you wanted to fight as a profession, as a way to make money and not just in the streets getting turned up? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I started boxing when I was six years old and, uh, Straight away, I sparred when I was six, and I wow. loved it. And yeah, I've just been, I stuck with it. And then when I was, I was around fifteen, I started to win national titles, and that's when I won. I was seventeen, and I won a European gold medal. And I was aiming for the Olympics. I, my dream was always to go to the Olympics and try and bring a medal from the Olympics. And when COVID happened, mm -hmm. I was just left train like all the boxing gyms and everything closed in Ireland. So I was just left training by myself in my back garden. Um, I just had a bag out there. I used to hit the bag and go running. And that's when I decided to make the move here to, to Los Angeles. And first really? I was going to train just, here. You just picked up and said, I'm moving to L.A. and hopefully in hopes of turning pro or. Um, no, I was actually I was actually going to come here and train for the Olympics. Yeah, I ended up with Freddie then and I decided I'd stay here and turn pro. You know, there's so many world-class world trainers, Hall of Fame tra trainers. Why did you choose Freddie? Well, actually, the wildcard was the first gym I went to. I always knew I wanted to be in the wildcard. I actually went to the wildcard for the first time when I was 15, oh. and I got a photo with Freddie, and it was unbelievable. So when I came back here, I went in, and I just asked him, could I train there? And it was actually a Wednesday when I went in, and it was a sparring day, so... Freddie told me I, if I was going to train, I had to spar. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> when yeah, he first saw you spar, what was his reaction? How his thoughts about you? Um, yeah, well, he told me I had to spar, so I went in and I done. I wasn't even fit. I literally just came straight from Ireland. <laughs> wasn't I? Have, I didn't spar in months. And um, yeah, I got thrown in there with. I think I think it was uh, Blair Cobbs, Blair the Flair. Really? Oh! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he'll show cool. out, show up every time. And talk a lot. Oh, yeah. Was he talking Was he talking shit to you? Was he talking in the ring? Like, oh, woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta love but, Blair. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I done, I done a couple of rounds with him, and um, Freddie seemed to be happy enough with it, and he wanted to keep me on, so... Oh, good. And, you know, uh, we know Freddie Roach. Uh, he loves aggressive fighters. And based on your record and based on what I've seen of you, you don't like to do rounds. And I even told Tom, I go, doesn't he, doesn't he want to get some rounds in to see where you're at? But I get it. You want to get the knockout. You want to just, you know, get the – you don't get paid for overtime. I get it. And uh, you're a southpaw. You are a super welterweight. So it's a very, you know – all those divisions right now, everyone's moving up and moving down, or moving down, or actually really moving up. But um, what is it that you? What is it that from Freddie that have you learned? Because I know when you're in, uh, you were trying to be in the Olympics, but now you went straight pro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What I've learned from Freddie is that aggressive style that he loves, just <laughs> just fighting, and you've seen it from my my three fights. I've just been working on it, just sitting down on punches yeah. and. Freddie, like, see, after my first fight, it lasted 30 seconds, and my second fight was 30 seconds. And going into the third fight, everybody was like, oh, like, do you need rounds. Yeah. And Freddie, one thing Freddie told me is don't take any chances. If you can knock him out, just yeah. do it and get out of there. There's no point taking chances because I, I get enough rounds sparring every week. Got so, it. like, I spar with the world-class fighters every week. So I'm, I don't need rounds, really, when I fight. What about that sparring session do you remember? Um, it was definitely an eye-opener anyway of um, just to see like the big difference between the amateur and the pro style because um, they're, they're used to sparring rounds. I remember like I never even sparred like more than three three-minute rounds in my life. And when I went in there, like I was just a faster pace, obviously like the amateur style, throwing a lot of punches. And I remember after just one round, I was, I was so tired. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's what I remember, and I was already nervous because I was sparring in front of Freddie, and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to look good. But yeah, just all the like the tricks of the pro style and sitting down and relaxing more. Yeah, that's what I can remember. Just trying to, yeah, trying to get more rounds and relax more. Who do you look up to as fighters? Um, to be honest, um, like I haven't even really watched much boxing through my whole career. What? Um, I just watched. It. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I I don't even watch that much boxing really. I just I just kind of focus on myself and do my own training. And obviously, like I watch the big fights, but I don't I don't think I have any fighters that I actually kind of look up to and like for their styles or obviously for what people have done for the sports. I look up to like. Like in UFC, like what McGregor has done for Ireland, putting Ireland on the map there. Like that's the kind of stuff I look for, like what I can do for my country, what I can do for myself. But in terms of like fighters and their styles, I just kind of focus on my own style and do my own thing. Because you only think when, like I said, when you think of Irish fighters, you'll think Katie Taylor and then also Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. And then also now you're carrying the flag on your back. Uh, when you, I, I know Tom said that you, uh, Tom and Cecilia went to the uh, Katie Taylor versus Serrano match, correct? In New York, as we got to see it on TV and just seeing, feeling the electricity, feeling that energy coming through the screen was so different, and it made us very emotional. You actually being there, uh, I know, I'm not sure how big of a fan of, of women's boxing you are, but you being there physically. How did that make you feel, and what did you what did what did you see? 
Yeah, no, it was unbelievable being there. It was a, it was a crazy fight. It was, uh, it was very good. Um, see, I actually, I met Katie a couple of times from training back home in the high performance. I met her a couple of times there when I was younger, like 13, 14, 15, growing up. So actually being there and seeing that fight and just seeing what like Katie was doing for women's boxing and just for, for Ireland in general, it, it was it was unbelievable being there. That's good. Now, uh, we saw you at UFC uh, making your rounds during the Hall of Fame. Do you think you'd ever go down that route, UFC, uh, you know, maybe grapple, wrestle, besides uh, throw? Or just strike the hell out of them <laughs> That's they true. Can put you on the floor? You see all the UFC fighters or MMA fighters want to come into boxing because, exactly. A, the money. But you got to be, you got to know how to box. Exactly. <laughs> Would you ever, do you ever think you'd go over there? Has Dana ever said, yeah. why don't you come hang out and like maybe fight on some undercards? <laughs> yeah, no, Dana hasn't offered it yet, but definitely if the opportunity came about, I would 100% do it. Um, I train with Tony Ferguson from the UFC Ooh. constantly. Me, me, me and him work together all the time. And right now I'm actually training like kicks and wrestling and some jujitsu and stuff with him. So I think maybe in a couple of years, if the timing was right and the money obviously was right, then yeah, no problem. I, I would definitely fight in the UFC. What's the hardest part of switching between the two styles? I always have this thought in my mind that someone's an MMA fighter coming over the boxing is going to accidentally try to sweep the leg, <laughs> Cobra Kai style. You know what? They, I've, I've asked people like this that. and they said, we're professionals. We know not to do certain things like that. So what part of your instincts kick in when you're doing that type of training? I mean, even the gloves, it's so very different. Yeah, it's definitely a lot different anyway, like with the with the takedowns and stuff like that. And kicks just like, because you, you'd never like, you wouldn't be looking for kicks in boxing. So just trying to like see where they're coming from and stuff, it's 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 hard. And um, yeah, just, just takedowns and like, it, you can't even compare the two trainings because it's, it's, it's so different. Now, if I was an MMA fighter going to boxing, definitely trying not to kick someone would be very hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, coming, coming, but coming the other way is not too bad, like going from boxing to MMA because obviously like my boxing would be very good compared to UFC fighters. But yeah, I'm just trying to learn like how to like the takedowns and jujitsu and stuff. So they have like, yeah, that's the advantage they have there. But yeah, it's it's good training. It's good to cross train. It makes things fun, and I enjoy it. Keep you sharp. How how good does that mm-hmm. feel to see ringside? You see Tom Loeffler and you see Dana White watching you in the ring, and you're so. No, I'm not new to boxing, but you're still so new as a pro, and he's really high on you and that you, you're here, you, when you come to Vegas, you're doing all the rounds with all the all the media. How how good does that feel? Yeah, it's an unbelievable feeling having uh, Dana White there. Like, Dana as a man, like, I've always watched UFC my whole life. Um, probably more than boxing. I was going to say, but you don't watch boxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. But me, me and my friends back home, like, anytime there was a UFC event, it'd be, like, Conor McGregor fights, anything, we'd always stay up and watch it. And Dana is a man that I've seen like on the TV for years and then like actually like having him there watching my fights now and working with him and Howler Head Whiskey and everything it's just it's unbelievable well we're really excited to see you I'm gonna make Giandra since she lives in LA she's yeah she's gonna have to sit ringside and you're going and once you knock out Benjamin Whitaker I'm already (laughs) I'm already saying it uh you're gonna have to do an interview with uh with Giandra you have to lean out the ring and look at Dana and and tell him to (laughs) 
ahead and crown me. Crown. Uh, and lastly, uh, any what's the best advice Dan has given you? Um, I suppose the best thing he told me is just for the next 10 years of my career, just concentrate and just stay away from drinking, all that kind of stuff. Stay away from parties and just concentrate for these next 10 years. And he told me I can make a lot more money than anybody has ever. Oh, so, um, see, he's so high. At first, I thought you said stay away from panties. <laughs> no, Parties. yeah, definitely. <laughs> Never <laughs> that. <laughs> Oh, all right, Callum. Well, we wish you the best of luck. You guys tune in to Hollywood Fight Nights on uh, UFC Fight Pass. If not, if you're in uh, Montebello, go check out Quiet Canyon Country Club and go say, hey, what's up to Jay? She'll be there. I'm making her go. I'm making her go. I'll be there. August 4th. Um, And so good luck to you. Uh, Best of luck to you and Freddie. Tell him we said, tell Freddie, what's up from Cynthia and Deandra? And Marie, too. I know. We love them. All right. And uh, we'll see you again. We're going to interview you when I know that you're going to knock him out unless you get some round unders under your belt and we'll be like so how did it feel to go more than 30 seconds <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we'd love to hear that alright best of luck to you thank you perfect thanks very much thank you, thank you. All right, so Jay, this was, uh, you know, interviewing, um, uh, interviewing him for the very first time. He's so, he's so like poised and so sweet, and just for for the fact that Dana White sits front row for Callum's, uh, well, Callum's belt, Callum Walsh. He's only three and zero by three knockouts. He knocks everyone out in thirty seconds. Love Dana or hate Dana, we know Dana has an eye for talent. Uh yeah. Obviously. And so he sees something. So we definitely got to keep an eye on that. Yeah. So like I said, Jandra, you need to go. For all of you guys, um, I mean, well, obviously you're going to see this show before the show happens. Say what's up to Jay. Give her, yeah. Buy her a drink. drink. Oh! We can't make this up. We share a brain. We share a brain. Oh, my God. Geniuses, we geniuses. Oh my Lanta! <laughs> you see that, Alex, our new engineer. You do you see? We we have this this thing, this thing going on. We have to be uh, like the cone heads like, <laughs> to each other. But yeah, um, based on what Callum said, that's really great advice. That what Dana White said to him, uh, and you know what? That goes for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and for everyone in the fight game. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't be like, stay away from liquor. I'm Irish. I know. Oh my yeah. beer. But what's so funny is that he's like, I've not, I don't really watch boxing, but he watches a lot of UFC. Man, I guarantee you, he'll be. You know, he might make a cross promotion. You never know. He has a good stand-up game. He likes to knock people out. And if he's able to get his ground game going, mm-hmm. his ground and pound too, and his kicks, wow. And uh, UFC already has a built-in tremendous Irish fan base. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Conor McGregor. You yeah. Know. Put him in, coach. Put oh, him in. Oh, my goodness. Hey, everyone. We are back. Sorry, we took a little quick break, but we got in the studio for Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I want to make sure I get the name because there's a little, there's so many different names or two different names. We have either Jim Well. Or Emmanuel mm-hmm. Pacquiao Jr. in the house. <laughs> if y'all don't know the name, Senator Manny Pacquiao, eight division world champion. I'm just saying, like, I'm so excited we were able to make this happen. You have no idea. I pulled out my Rolodex to get this happening. Uh, but Emmanuel, what do you go by? Do you go by Emmanuel? Do you go by Jim Well? What do you go by? Uh, well, most of my friends call me uh, Jim Well, so I guess uh, Jim Well is, is good. How did you get that name Jim Well from Emmanuel? Um, it's actually because my mom is uh, Jinky oh, and my dad it. is Emmanuel, so they kind of like like combined it together, so it came oh. out Jim Well. 
That's cute. Okay. That's, That's great. Because even Tom Loeffler, we had him on earlier. And he's like, it depends on who you're talking to. They'll say Jimwell or Emmanuel. So What you want us to call you? I know. Champ. <laughs> Future champ. champ. <laughs> uh, that works too. There you go. All right. So, um, you know, we, we know that you're going to be fighting. Um, you are a special attraction for 360 Hollywood mm-hmm. Fight Nights. And um, mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, when... Even the non-boxing fan, when they see your last name, they geek out. It's like, oh, my God, that's Manny Pacquiao's son. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know what? And I get it. For the juniors, they all they automatically think they're going to fight like their father. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I, I don't see you fighting fi- like your father, but yet you're still very, very new. You know, the one thing I do notice, you got those calves. You got the Manny Pacquiao was- calves. <laughs> do you run yeah. as many miles as your dad? Well, uh, I train a little bit differently. You know, because uh, I kind of follow uh, my coach's program for me. Okay. So uh, it's kind of different from his. But uh, I guess th- it's just genetics. So, you know. <laughs> it's all right. I got them Filipino calves, too. Not as big as yours. <laughs> and I don't run as many miles as you. <laughs> and I don't do as many as, as, as thousand plus sit-ups as your dad. But um, I got them calves, too. <laughs> okay. We're going to make a shirt. I yeah. got them Filipino calves. Oh, yeah. That's Go so on, Jay. I know you got some questions for him. I'm always intrigued by father-son combination. So what do you feel at you need to do? I mean, the name is always going to speak for you to a certain extent. But what mm-hmm. do you want for this stage of your career? What do you want your path to look like? What do you hope to accomplish within, say, the next couple years since this is uh, the beginning of your journey? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, me and my, uh, my coach, Coach Marvin, we actually uh, have a plan. So, uh, you know, so we, we go step by step. And uh, right now, I just want to get uh, as much fights as I can in the amateurs because uh, they say uh, the reason why you're in the amateurs is, is for experience. So I just want to get as much experience as I can before uh, turning professional. And that would be up to uh, Coach Marvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in your amateur record right now, uh, you suffered your first defeat. And, yeah. uh, and and like they said, in the amateurs, it doesn't count. It this matter. is where you make your mistakes. This is where you hone in on your skills. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, your father had, he also had defeats in his pro and amateur career. So uh, mm-hmm. for you going in, you know, Carrying that name, the Pacquiao name, and going into the amateurs, do, do you feel like you already have a step up because of that name and they're expecting you to fight like Pacquiao, uh, your dad? Or is it that you just be like, I am my own person. I am not a Southpaw. I'm an Orthodox fighter, first of all. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. does that does that weigh heavy on you? I mean, it's, it's, it is a little challenging because, uh, yeah, you know, my name and uh, people want to, you know, they really want to prove something every time uh, I get in there with them. Like even in uh, even in the gym, you know, it's it's, it's really challenging. But um, yeah, I have a really good team, and uh, they they make sure I'm ready for every fight. And uh, this next one, I'll be coming in. I'll be ready. What is it like to be on this side of the the fandom now? For for many years, you spend your watching the fight, but now being on the other side of it, do you feel comfortable because you've been around so much fanfare and chaos in your, in your life with, you know, just because of your legacy? Is it nervous? How do you, how do you feel comfortable? Oh, actually, uh, at first it was, it was kind of hard for me because, um, the reason why I wanted to pursue boxing over here, uh, was to, you know, stay away from the, the attention, but, 
<laughs> they keep telling me that you know it's unavoidable even if i do it over here you know uh it's still gonna uh create some noise i mean you know because uh my because of my dad and what he did so uh yeah at first i was kind of like uncomfortable with it but then you know like over time they keep telling me that uh it's part of it and eventually you have to get used to it so yeah i'm slowly accepting it now and uh yeah i'm just trying to do my best have you ever wanted to change your name and yeah. just be i don't want none of this i want my own journey i'm going to change my name to a stage name yeah have you ever wanted that uh, i actually thought about that but you know they say that's not really, I mean, really <laughs> you look hard. exactly <laughs> like your dad yeah, exactly. <laughs> but i look at you i see your mom i see your mom really i see in here i see manny here i see manny and here I and i see jinky, jinky here yeah i could see that mm -hmm. uh but you're still a junior you're <laughs> yeah now uh you know when oh, shoot what was my question it was ah, i can't remember um going uh, you know ask the question i totally forgot my question <laughs> so so now in these special attraction fights it's still it's still a hard journey do you do you feel that people are respecting your journey thus far? Because sometimes when you have a fame, like uh, Floyd is a junior, Shane Mosley. Yep. We talked to Shane Mosley Jr. He uh, has that. Uh, Nico Ali Walsh yeah. has to deal with Muhammad, you know, the legacy of Muhammad yeah. Ali. How do you feel in that situation? Are Do people respect you? Are they shady to you? Because, oh, you're just trying to ride your dad's coattails. Yeah. How do you navigate that amongst your peers um actually i just make sure uh that i keep my circle small so the people around me i make sure that they uh they're really 100 percent in that they support me because um there there were there will always be haters you know it's it's unavoidable so yeah we, we try to keep our circle small and uh, right now I'm, I'm satisfied with you know who i'm with so that's a good thing if you were gonna what was your fake name gonna be yeah Fake name? Did you pick oh, one? I, if you were hey, going to change your name? I haven't thought about it, but... You should think of one and, you know... I've got a bunch of fake names, but that's for when I'm giving my phone number out. Because <laughs> I know you're a YouTuber also, so I know you you could also make, like, fake accounts just mm -hmm. to see what people... Fake. Yeah, you know you probably have one. <laughs> oh, we're going to go out there and we're going to see videos. It's going to be like David Johnson. You're like, he looks David just Johnson. like Manny Pacquiao. Uh-huh, yeah, right? Go figure. Right? Now, okay, so I know you... The conversation of wanting to go into boxing, it's uh, your your father probably did not think, please, son, I, I worked my whole life for you to have a great life to do something else, maybe become a doctor, what, whatever, whatever yeah. it was. How did that conversation go down with your father? Maybe your mother was very you know supportive, but your father, I want to be a boxer and because he, he knows how hard the life was. Yeah. Actually, both of them didn't want me to pursue boxing, ah. but um, yeah, you know, I just I just fell in love with the sport, and uh, I don't know, I, I I have no other way to say, it, you know, I just uh, fell in love with the sport, and uh, boxing is my motivation, and uh, yeah, I just want to prove something to myself, and uh, and I know I can do it. What is it? What what do you want to prove to yourself that you can do it? Yeah. What is the goal? Is the goal to be a world champion? Is the goal to be undefeated? Is the goal to be undisputed? Or is it the goal that you did it? Um, uh, first off, it was just, you know, that I can turn pro and that I can fight. But then, uh, yeah, world title really sounds, you know, it <laughs> sounds really good. <laughs> 
Yeah. So right now I'm just trying to take it step by step. I'm listening to uh, Coach Marvin on everything. And uh, yeah, we, we have a, a good plan lined up. With the differences you mentioned as your, your dad's a Southpaw, you are not. How would you describe mm -hmm. your style specifically? Me? Uh, I guess right now it's since I'm at a very early stage, uh, me and Coach Marvin, we're still kind of like uh, exploring what I do best and uh, what I need to work on and stuff. So, um, but I do have like stuff I like to do. So I guess right now we're still, you know, looking to see what, uh, what more I can do and what to improve on. Uh -huh. the, you know, you are training over at Wildcard with Marvin Simodia and you also see, I know Freddie Roach sees you. I remember asking your father, I forgot which fight, I think it was against Broner, you know, you walked in through these doors and little did, did Freddie Roach know you would be the next best thing. And I remember Manny saying that he's like, I just wanted to come fight. You know, I just wanted to come train with Boo Boy mm -hmm. and whatnot. Now that you're fighting in the same gym, your father has trained at for many years and become a world champion over and over and has mm -hmm. had legacy fights. And now Marvin Simodia was part of his team for many, many years. And now mm -hmm. the fact that Marvin is your coach, uh, mm -hmm. does Marvin ever say, you know, does he ever reminisce? Oh, my goodness, your dad used to do this. And does Freddie say, oh, your dad used to do this and you do this really well, just like him? Um, yes. Uh, me, me and Coach Marvin actually. I mean, I see him almost every day. So, uh, yeah, we, we do talk about some sometimes like stuff like that. But uh, yeah, uh, we just focus on uh, what I need to improve on. Um, but uh, there are some things that like I get from my dad and from other fighters too. And I do tell Coach Marvin about it. Like, oh, I do this because uh, I kind of, you know, I think it works in this situation and stuff like that. So, yeah. So tell us something, some more things about you, because a lot of people are going to be new to you. You're still an amateur. So we're learning your story and we want to know about you as an individual. Mm -hmm. So when you're mm -hmm. outside of the ring, what brings you joy? What, what do you, what hobbies do you have that you feel comfortable sharing? What are some things about you that you think we should know? Um, well, outside of boxing, uh, I mostly just like to, you know, hang out with friends and family. And uh, I also, I'm also a big sports fan, so I like basketball, football, and I'm getting into baseball now. So oh, yeah. good! <laughs> if you could swap to another sport, what what sport do you think you could play well? Not necessarily as a professional. What other what sport do you think of those you could step out and be like, you know what, I, I can get down with the basketball or football. I can see or... you playing basketball, but I've never seen you play basketball, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I got, I got them calves. You might want to be like a, a running back or something. You might be good with football too. Oh yeah, football. Man, when I, when I learned about football, I actually also like fell in love with it. You know, I've Who's been watching hours and hours. Who's and, your team right now? Uh, well, they say if you're from LA, you gotta be, you know, Brand. LA. Represent, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. okay, okay, Represent. but yeah. you know you have a secret team that you like, and that's not Rams. Don't Who nobody like the Patriots, <laughs> Cynthia. Hey, 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 I we like We Rams, <laughs> thank you, uh, sir. We Ram fans yeah. over here. Rams, Rams. <laughs> we Ram fans over here. Wait, so not in your spare time, do you not do karaoke like your dad? Do you sing? Do you sing? Uh, no, I don't, I don't. Oh, come on. You don't sing. Do you speak the Tagalog? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. He better. Do His mama going to kill him if I he know. don't speak Tagalog. Is that, was that your first language? Uh, no, no. My first language was uh, another dialect in the Philippines, which was Visaya. Oh, Visaya. So, I speak, yeah, I speak that better than Tagalog. 
Oh, okay. Oh. My best friend was Ilicano. Ilicano. Oh, they're all so hard. They're all very hard. Um, wow. Why am I having so many brain farts when I'm asking you all these questions? Because I'm I'm so excited to talk to you. Because when it comes to my peoples, I get so excited. The last time I saw your dad, uh, we, we it was after one of his runs. We were having breakfast at his house. It was a media thing, and um, obviously, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what I'm going to ask. Duh. Um, I was able to ask about politics in the Philippines because I'm Filipino, so I can ask. Yeah. And uh, the one thing that I remember your father saying, the first thing he did when he became senator was put in a bill for fighters that had, um, you know, who fought too long and that there was no health care, there was no this, or mm -hmm. there was no money. And I thought, wow, how come no one wrote about this in U.S. press? Because that's so, that's big. A lot of people don't ever think in, in other countries, they don't think of ever putting in a bill to help uh, elder fighters that have put their life on the line for years. Now, mm -hmm. we've seen that your father has, um, he placed third in the presidential, but now we see, I always said he was going to come back out. I don't know how you feel about him wrapping up the gloves, but he is He's going to be fighting an exhibition fight against yeah, a guy. Exhibition. Yeah, exhibition. Uh, a Korean YouTuber, DKU. I'm not exactly sure. I did research him a little bit. Interesting interesting guy. He does some kind of meditation, something, mm -hmm. something. But um, why did your dad choose him of all people out of any exhibitioner? I'm just curious. Uh, I actually don't have an answer, you know, you I have, also just found out about it. So, really? So when you went, yeah. okay, when you found out, maybe you found, I don't know if you found it from social media or your family told you that your, you know, dad's mm -hmm. going to wrap his hands up. When you found out when he was going to come back into the ring, even his exhibition, did you, mm -hmm. did you're like, dad, no more? Or w were you excited for him? Um, when I heard exhibition, that was also kind of like, like a relief, you know, so yeah. it's not like. He's coming back to fight like a, a young, hungry guy or anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exhibition. I mean, it's okay. I mean, Mayweather's been doing it. And now, like, a lot of retired boxers are coming back to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess exhibitions are okay. How many times are we going to see you fight this year? So, we have the fight coming up before the end yeah. of the year. How often, how many times? I know you, Marvin, have a plan. But are there plans for you to fight more times before the close of the year? Uh, actually, yeah. Um, we're trying to get... Uh, as much experience as possible so we're looking into you know different events we're trying to sign up so uh we'll see by the end of the year if you could point to a fighter you know outside of your household that you enjoy watching who what what are some styles that you enjoy what what is must see tv for you um i enjoy uh watching like hard hitters so like tank davis you know pitbull Cruz. i like oh, that guy so much Isaac Cruz, okay. and uh yeah so there's just something about, you know, like speed and power. It's just a uh, Canelo. Mm -hmm. Canelo. I love watching Canelo so much. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was watching some of your amateur bouts, there there are some things. If I didn't see your face, I mean, obviously your calves, you do have <laughs> the speed of your dad at times. Like there are certain things that he'll be like, ah, da, 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 da. there is this there's a moment that I'm like, oh, my God, he does look like his dad. You have a very strong right hand. You do an overhand right, uh, an overhand right that people don't even see. And it's the way the flurry of punches that you go in. I'm like, that's so you mimic your father and um, and you do it well. And it's not like you're doing it on purpose. That's just your style. You've seen that many times. Mm -hmm. But um, I think as you, when, once you develop your craft and uh, you really figure out 
what you're really good at. I am. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to watch you on UFC uh, Fight Pass on August fourth to um, to see you. I mean, a lot of people are excited about you. I'm just excited mm-hmm. to see you know another Filipino in the ring to carry on the flag, and not necessarily your father's name, but just to carry your own legacy, to forge your own path, and see where you go with it. Who knows? You never know. You might end up fighting. I don't know. Wait, what what weight class are you at right now? Right now, uh, my next fight is going to be at 140. So we're trying to go down, you know, slowly. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, we've spoken to a couple of 140 years uh, uh, in your weight class today, some prospects. It's and crowded. Yeah, it's getting crowded. And that's a good division <laughs> that's a good to be in. <laughs> so did you have to sneak out to train since, the, since you were given clear messaging? We don't want you to fight. Were you sneaking out or did you have to have the conversation uh, like, no. look, we need, I'm trying to do this. Please support me. Um, actually, I, I didn't have to hide anything. Uh, they just know that, you know, like after school, where I go is the boxing gym. And uh, yeah, it's also partly why uh, I kind of started the amateurs late was because of, you know, my parents. But uh, I've always been in that gym. So um, like there, I yeah. was learning in there, like from sparring, sparring more experienced guys. And uh, yeah, they, they they really give me the work, and uh, yeah, so I never really had to hide it. But when it when it came to starting to fight, then that's when I had to really do some convincing. Do well, people have to? Do people have to test you? Do people try to test you? Like, okay, you think you're tough because you're the legacy. Let's see. Do you do you run into that in the gym? Just people trying to step to you just on that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Sometimes like I can tell, you know. Um, but it's also uh, I think it's Coach Marvin that la, la, that wants to push me. So, you know, sometimes I get like hard sparring sessions in and, you know, and stuff like that. But I know I know I have to go through it, you know, if I really want to continue. Mm-hmm. What's your other dream? If you did not want to be a boxer, what what did you want to be when you grow up? What else? Um, uh, I actually wanted to, um, you know, also help out other fighters. Uh, so like uh, I told this, I told my mom this, my mom and dad that, um, like, um, like outside of boxing, I also want to help out other fighters in the Philippines. Cause I know there's like a lot, a lot of talent out there, you know, there's a lot of very good Filipino fighters. So like, eventually I want to be able to, you know, like help and like promote some of them. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's great. You don't have to wait. I yeah, mean. you can do it on the side. I mean, you lots have right of, now. Lots of active fighters yeah. are also promoters. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, right. And then you have like Sean Gibbons, who's uh, president of Manny Pacquiao Promotions. So, um, I mean, mm-hmm. sadly, all the Filipino fighters lost their belts, and but they're gonna yeah. get it back. But it's you know what? We are strong. You're we are strong. strong. <laughs> Mabuhay. But um, I know that we're going to have to let you go. We're, you know, thank you, you for giving us this. your time. And uh, <laughs> she uh, she will be at the fights in L.A. because I am in I Vegas. In I live by SoFi. Rams Nation. Stand oh, up. Rams yeah. Nation. <laughs> and I have to say, I just had a baby. So the first fight I came back out was your father's fight for, against Ugas. I'm like, Ugas. I need to have this baby and get out of like maternity <laughs> leave so I can work my first fight back after six years. Well, not six years. After a whole year of uh, oh, having yeah. a baby. And I was like, it was sad. I cried. But it was, you know what? One of the best fights going out. And I'm so happy that... He's doing what he wants to do, and now he's gonna go fight YouTubers. Go for it, everyone! YouTubers. You, you are not. <laughs> Everyone's doing. You know, um, you know hey, what? Can you bank. put in a word for your dad? We'd love to interview. 
<laughs> just say it's the girl that's saying with him, um, Gaano <laughs> on Ring Gaano. Magazine. Ring TV. All right. Tell him to check his Twitter DMs because yeah. he follows me. And I'd be okay. in there, dear Senator Pagano, how are you today? Uh, I would really like to talk to you. <laughs> well, uh, we thank you for your time, Emmanuel. Uh, mm. you, can you do a shout out, um, Invasion or Tagalog, whichever you want? Why everyone should tune in to uh, UFC Fight Pass August 4th? Uh, panorin nyo po ako sa August 4 sa aking laban and uh, salamat po sa inyong suporta and pagpatulo nyo lang po. Oh, that was beautiful. Mabuhay. Thank you. She's like, mabuhay. That's like mabuhay. that and, and, the, and the foods. That's, yeah. the, that's like the extent of my Tagalog. What do you eat for fight? Where, do you, I know that, uh, are you getting adobo? Are you getting... Um, some ponce. Some lumpia. <laughs> all that. Well, all I actually just try to eat what my dad eats. So, you know. Kneeling. Oh, y'all healthy, healthy yeah. over there. Well, no, there was some food. No, when we had breakfast, he, I mean, I haven't had home-cooked Filipino food in, Ugh. oh my God, so long. Same. We had ganiling. We had some rice. Ooh. We had a little bit of adobo. I was like, mm. oh my God. I'm hungry. Uh, you're hungry. Do you eat dinaguan? No, no, I don't. I don't eat that. Do you eat pork? <laughs> pork? Actually, no. <gasps> Me and my dad, we both don't eat pork. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's the chocolate meat. Oh. <laughs> She's like, ah. what's a what's a thing called with the jackfruit and the banana and you fry it? Turon, turon. I'll make you turon. I love oh, that, that. That's good. Heck oh. yeah. I well, like you're that. you know the next time you're in Las Vegas, we film in Vegas. We have a full kitchen. Come come hang we out with cook us. With you. Let's cook. Let's cook some. Oh, let's sure, cook some sure. Filipino food. You know what? Bring your mom. <laughs> I love. You know what? Come Jean, with your mom. Yeah, I met I met your dad's mom. We took a picture. And she was looking at me. I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's so sweet." We, uh, it was your mom, and I think her aunt, your aunt, or her the sister. I can't remember, but it was it was a, one of the last of uh, workouts at um, at uh, what is it called Wild Wild Cup. But yeah, bring Wild your whole family. We'll yeah. do a whole bring Filipino cooking. Oh my god, bring you have boy, no, I, bring Marvin. I, I don't have parents anymore, so Whoever I really brought truly you the earphones. Bring them too. <laughs> <laughs> bring Jeff, bring Callie, whatever. Bring everybody. Whatever. Bring, the, bring the dog. Bring Marvin. Yes. Bring his kids. Bring everybody. everybody. It will be a whole Filipino thing. Whole okay. We know you got to get to sparring, but thank you so mm -hmm. much. Everyone, tune in uh, August 4th, UFC Fight Pass, 4360 Fight Nights, Hollywood Fight Nights, and you're going to see Emmanuel Jim Well, uh, Pacquiao Jr. Good luck to you. Good luck. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank okay, you for bye. <laughs> oh, that was fun. He was so fun to talk to. Yeah, he's got to get. We're trying to get the whole family up in here. We're oh, yeah. We're going to gonna cook. We're going to eat some lumpia, uh -huh. some ponce, <laughs> some turon. We're going to eat everything. All, some rice. Girl, on uh, all, for, all for what was it? Father's Day, I finished. Um, I made homemade egg rolls mm. and I made it for Dimitri. Mm. And he, I'm like, do you want this? He's, I'm like, because I felt like cooking. He's like, do we have any more your egg rolls? I'm like, yeah. And I'm going to teach Brooklyn how to make it. Cause it's a it's a secret recipe, so he's you like, got to you got to carry the family legacy. Yeah, and I was like, someone needs to know. He's like, you could tell me. I'm like, no, Brooklyn. If Brooklyn don't know it, then it's not my fault. Like he mm -hmm. doesn't want to do it. A whole day of filming, and we finally have a woman. I know. <laughs> All right, are we recording, Alex? Yep. All right. Okay. Well, again, this is. Another edition of the Best Women's Boxing Show, period. I mean, I don't have to keep saying the name. Because we saying we just, it so they we remember. We're saying it. We're saying it. We just interviewed Cal Walsh, Emmanuel Pacquiao Jr., and now we got a female. Whoa. Period. Oh, yeah. Chelsea Mae Anderson. Badass. Woo! You, you know what? When your, your coach, Aaron Towhill, 
DM'd me, you need to interview her. This is how the whole 360 interview started of the edition. Because I used to work 360 fight nights. I was I the remember. hostess. Oh, you saw me. I was like, it's fight yes. night, bitches. <laughs> I can't say that. Now I can say it now. But um, so when she told me, she's like, you need to have her. And I've seen you fight. I was like, oh, this girl. Oh, this girl. And and Erin is, she's a tough-ass cookie. If you can keep up with her and you train with her, she's going to kick your ass. Period. And, you know, I have to say, we have to interview her because she used to be on American Gladiators. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Oh, that used to be oh my nice. God. back in the day. So when you see Erin, tell her we want her on the show because, sure. A, she's... She, I love her. She's a badass. But um, so Chelsea, I did watch your fight last night uh, against Juarez. So you know you're a very tall, rangy fighter, and for Tom to put you, or to, Tom is very selective of who he puts on the card, and so is Charles. He's the matchmaker, but he's always a he's a champion of women. He always puts women on the cards, and he just doesn't put any women. Just for the sake of it. So when he puts women on the card, there's a reason. And when I watched you fight, my God, my goodness, girl, you can bang. And uh, the girl Juarez, she's going to be fighting against Alvina White on the card. So to see her back on the card. and uh, But for you, it's kind of like uh, th- th- what Aaron said about you. She's a badass. <laughs> she's not. <laughs> and, and, and you know how Aaron talks. But you know, we see you. You're so demure. You're in their glasses. No one would ever think you're a fighter. I would think you're a I school love teacher. It. It, it's it's shade of like Clark Keisha. Yeah, I said that about Terry Harper. I'm like, you look like a school teacher. She's like, I am. I'm like, oh shit. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, when you're fighting on you're fighting on a club card, and you know, you got to make your name, and uh, you're fighting on. You have Dana White sitting in front of you, front row seat. It's kind of nerve wracking. How do you feel being in front of a crowd like that when it's a party setting? So first of all, yes, Jessica and Elvina White are both fighting each other. Yes. And I actually, I don't know if you watched the fight with Elvina, but I just beat her previous to Jessica. Yes. Too. Yeah. Just whipping ass. You all are. Right. Yeah. But you know, Elvina was kind of like on a couple of shows with them before me. So I was really not supposed to win that fight with her. <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what? Yeah. She was doing really well. I remember seeing that fight because I've, I remember El- I've interviewed Alvina a couple of times and I've seen her on the show and she mm-hmm. just faded out. She faded out in the later rounds. Yeah. Well, okay. it was the first round she started off really strong Yeah. and you know, I'm tall. So everyone, Everyone I fight, when the bell rings, they come at me. Yep. And she just walked into a straight right, yep. and she dropped. Yep. It's and then str- the second round, dropped her again. Third round was good. Fourth round, she came out swinging. It was a fun fight for four rounds. <laughs> is, is, the, is the right the straight right, the overhand right, right hooks? Is that the Sunday punch? Is that... You know the the great equalizer that's getting people out of there. It would you yeah, say that's, that's my money standard? punch. If you look at everyone's uh, red eyes, they're always swollen. <laughs> I like that. It's not like if you see the way I throw the punches. If you look at the right eyes, <laughs> look at the right eyes. Exactly. <laughs> you train, but you know, um, Elvina's cool. She's great. I love her. That's I love Jessica. They're both great fighters, and that is actually a really good fight. Both of them fighting. And I can't wait to watch that fight, too. <laughs> uh, this is good. I mean, it, this is a fun little fight. I mean, it's, you know, you get true boxing fans that come out to this fight. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, these are evenly matched. And for you to come up in the, to come up in the ranks and really show your skills, hone in on your skills. Uh, who do you, 
if, for people who don't know who you are, what kind of fighter are you and who do you emulate or who do you look up to, let's just say? Um, you know, what's funny is I actually look up to Kelly Pavlik. I feel like we kind of mm. have yeah. the same fighting style. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I, I was just saying, I'm like, we need to have him on the show because I have a moment like this thing. And I really, I literally just read that like right before I'm like, we need to get Kelly Pavlik. And you just said his name. It's out in the boxing gods. It's, it's going to nope, happen. There it is. Kelly Pavlik. This, this fight, actually my, um, outfit that I got made is kind of like a tribute to Kelly Pavlik. So I'm doing a little Kelly Pavlik tribute fight. This next one. Does he know this? I'm going to have to, we're going to have, I did tag him in the outfit. So he has a podcast also. <laughs> yeah. He's so oh, good. Does- yeah. He's so good on the mic He's and a breaking nice guy. down. Yeah, you know what? Really we gotta nice have him guy. in. We have to. Kelly, I'm, I'm gonna write this. Yeah. Kelly, <laughs> I, it's so weird that I literally just read it in this massive text chain that I have of 300 people. I was like, oh, and then he repli- He he said something. I was like, we need to have him on. Yeah. It's why his, Kelly Pavlik? Yeah. Why, yeah, right. Why did you? Uh, did your style naturally develop in a way that? had similarities to Kelly Pavlik or was it something that you willed yourself into being a fan of his style? I think it kind of just naturally went that way because he retired in 2012. Mm -hmm. I didn't start boxing until after he retired. So my coach Bobby was actually like, Hey, you got to fight like him, watch him. And then I watched him. I was like, damn, this guy was freaking good. And I do love the way he fights, but just kind of like naturally. Wow, interesting. Do you do you look up to any uh, female fighters? That was kind of tough. Like I didn't really like. I think I got into boxing late, so the older female fighters, not so much. But I will say, when I started boxing, I did. There's two females I really did look up to. One was Cecilia Bracus, yeah, and two was Holly Holm. Ooh. Oh, those are really good. The two good females to look up to. That's some great competition. Yeah. Holly Holm has made her transition over into UFC. You know, and, maybe we might see her. Yeah, and she's a Hall of Fame, International Boxing Hall of Fame. She's right. the second class. So you're that's in good company that you like in Cecilia Break, who's the longest undisputed queen. And she's on her mm-hmm. way back yeah. in too. Yeah. So th- there's yeah, no- and I did actually used to go spar with her up in Big Bear, and she's a really nice person, and I think she's really great. She's lovely. She's a lovely yeah. woman. Wait, so you're 31 years old. How old did you get into boxing? So, a little fun fact time. Ooh, so, break it down. Um, <laughs> so when I was 22, I you know when I was a teenager up to 21, 22, I was doing drugs, drinking, being an idiot, doing my thing. So when I got sober at 22. I played, I started playing ice hockey again, and then I started boxing. But when I started boxing, I was just going, you know, once, twice a week, just because I thought it was fun. And then five years ago, I was like, I kind of want to try to fight, and we can see what happens. So then I went to my now coach, Bobby, and then since then, here I am now. What did you find in boxing that was comforting, that helped you kind of disrupt those demons of, you know, putting... Uh, alcohol addiction behind you and what was it about boxing that helped you kind of bring yourself back to life yeah so it's funny my dad actually is the one who brought me to my first gym and like the first day he was like you guys better not ever let her fight I don't want her to fight and I was like I'm never gonna fight like whatever but then like it just started going and it just fell in love with it because it's something that's like it was brand new to me I've never done anything like it before so I had to like really, like it was new. So 
it was something I was learning and like I hadn't, didn't really have any like passions in my life and then being able to like learn something new and it was challenging and you know you have to think and it's just a lot of work and just it just really like caught my attention because there's nothing I really have ever fallen in love with before and then the more I started going the more I just started to fall in love with it as your as your skills increase and you develop your style and, and fall into your style is there is there comfort in that where are you you now compared to in terms of your mental health compared to when you first started oh i'm i mean from you know being 21 now to 31 like what a journey it's been and, and being sober for you know nine years now um congratulations thank you <laughs> you just had nine years july 9th oh wow but just um you know, it's just like, it's been the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I've met the best people in the world, like lifelong friends, um, you know, men, women, sparring partners, everyone in this business. Like, it's just been like, like life changing for me to be able to do this. And, you know, from even just first starting in the amateurs and having my first amateur fight compared to now. And like, if I look back and like, look at my first amateur fight, it like cracks me up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I thought it was so good back then. Right. But <laughs> It's, but, you know, it's like in this sport, you never stop learning. There's so much to like I, I can and need to improve on. You just never, ever, ever stop learning. And that's like the fun part of it and the beauty of it. We had a uh, Maricela Cornejo yeah. was on early with us and she talked about how boxing saved her when she was having mm -hmm. her own addiction issues with boxing. Is it like a sort of like attrition maybe because it's punishment is it like a self-love to self-loathing yeah. or self-loathing to self-love? Like, no, but it's it true. breaks you down and builds you up. Like, what do you have those kind of thoughts or insights to yourself? Or do you even think that at all about this, the sport and your place in it? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess, like, I don't know how to explain it, but just like, you're getting punched in the head and like, it's, it's hard. It's like, you know, some days I can cry after sparring because I'm like, oh my God, I suck. But it's just like, you know, all of those like demons I had when I was using drugs and like, you know, hallucinations, all that kinds of stuff. It, it's like, it's like boxing is kind of like, it's, it's so like, um, like unique because it's, you're getting punched in the head. Like yeah. <laughs> most people, most people can't do that. So your life like is on the line. Fight. I mean, one yes. punch can change everything. <laughs> like, I feel like I've seen like plenty of demons or whatever you want to call it. I've struggled with certain things in my life, you know, like whatever that this is like, it doesn't feel so scary to me. Yeah. It's, it's brave. You know, boxing is like no other sport on earth. It's like nothing else. You know, everything is uh, generated by a team dy dynamic. It is you and it is that person, yep. no matter all the training that you have. So it is very brave. It is a brave, just an idea of, I have to be okay with someone punching me in my right? face. I don't mm -hmm. have that level of bravery because <laughs> I'm going to fold up in, a, in the fetal position. I've tried it. I've, I've sparred and I don't like it. Do you, I mean, do, do, do you think it, I do you find like yourself like to be brave? Though. Like sometimes... I'll be like in a bad mood and then I spar and I'm like, boom, you get hit and you're like, all right, like I'm back. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know, good for You're you. You're a warrior. We, you know what? You and are the, a warrior. Yeah, good. Don't let anyone tell you differently. And you are a warrior. That's why we belong the, behind the mic and you belong behind the glove. Exactly. I am not. <laughs> I am so not a funny. warrior. Yeah, like, seriously, that's so funny because, like, 
you know, you see people when they like have weigh-ins or they walk out, they're real serious and like want to get in each other's face. And I'm just like <laughs> waving at everyone, smiling. And everyone's like, you're always smiling. I'm like, yeah, because like, I'm just happy and I'm doing what I love. Like how lucky am I to be able to do something that I love and it makes me happy. Like anything can happen, but it's, it's a sport. It's boxing. It's you're boxing. getting punched in the head. Like I might get knocked down, might get knocked out. Who knows? Like I can't be like, like have like, go in there feeling negative about it and you know it could ruin me if i lose one day like i'm not gonna let it ruin me yeah it's such a metaphor for life you know what's so important are the people around you especially Mm -hmm. since you you are a recovering addict and uh the people you we just spoke with emmanuel and he's like you have to keep a close uh knit of friends or whoever you're so you're whoever is around you how important is that for you yeah it is super important like like being able to trust people in this business like you know there's a lot of sketchy people out there so me having the team that I have with Aaron Bobby all my training partners everyone that I've met so far I mean they've been completely amazing to me they've pushed me they've helped me they've just like really made me feel confident and you know turned me into the fighter that I am today um I know that uh a little birdie told me that you originally want to be an MMA fighter yeah (laughs) So why? Well, I mean, it's still possible. Are, I mean, it is. Still yeah, possible, is your ground game good? I, so, um, <laughs> okay, that's why you're not an MMA fighter. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the the, the truth. So when I started doing jujitsu back in 2016, yeah. I got into a relationship that was very bad for me, yeah. and he made me stop doing it because he thought doing grappling with, with men was like disgusting and blah blah blah. So that is I mean, mostly what disgusting happened. Disgusting, as in like you shouldn't be rolling around the ground with he guys. Ain't want nobody yes. touching uh, yes. wow, man. Like, they touching your it. booty. And yeah, they'd be like, like they touching yes. it. Okay, got it. Okay, yeah. That makes, so it was a okay. very toxic relationship that I got out of. But by the time I got out of it, I was like. I'm happy boxing. I started training with Bobby and I was happy. Okay. What was the first day in the gym? That first day walking in, we, t- uh, 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 Jen well talked to us and, or, and then we talked to another fighter who talked about getting his ass beat every single day for a year and a half. Ziad. <laughs> Ziad. He said he got his ass beat every single day. Yep. And then, uh, young Pacquiao, talks about how people step to him just because of the legacy name just want to flex on him just because of who he is so what was your first day like because it's a whole different journey for women in general just going to the boxing gym so what was that day for you if you could remember um i don't really remember like if you're talking about years ago like the first day ever i don't really remember how i felt but I do have a video and it's hilarious. Is this the <laughs> one of you kicking? Us. Is this the one of you kicking or just oh, you there's boxing? plenty of videos. I used to post them all the time. I need to like go back and like archive them so people don't put see them that. out. We <laughs> want to see. But- <laughs> this, no, but this is the perfect time because you are fighting. So yeah. you know what? When people are like, who's this Chelsea Anderson? They're like, oh, wait, this girl kind of can kick but she can punch so yeah (laughs) no they're like it's like kind of funny but it's also really cool in a way to just see like you know this journey these you know last seven eight nine years um and you know actually i think i started watching more mma first and then that's when like ronda rousey was like popular and i was like i want to beat ronda rousey and then holly Holm did it for me so (laughs) (laughs) 
kicked her brain. Yeah, right. With I mean, that was and, a hell of a night, and it wasn't even boxing. That was a crazy no. part about it. She I knocked know. her out with a roundhouse kick or some crazy thing. I was like, oh wait, that was oh, whoa, night. that was so fast. I was. In that's house. striker versus you know judo. It's like when you look at like even the way like Ronda like her stance was, you could tell like she's been doing judo her whole life. Like that girl would flip me on my back and rip my arm off and half a second you know what i mean uh, but she's i bet she's not striking with you though yeah no I mean, not I'd these days back her. then she probably could but. uh i don't know i don't think so oh my god i did i never was a huge i like ronda rousey i'm a fan of her i'm a fan of her in wwe but her striking yes. was always it wasn't up to par with like holly Holm a little or spaghetti or... and girls are you know, starting to catch up I'm what do you at, think of you chris know, cyborg as a striker she wants to come oh in the boxing gosh. oh I used to spar with her boxing. Okay. Okay. Oh (laughs) Oh my god. This is in like 2018 before she lost to Nunes. Yeah. But like, I went in there Ruka one day to spar someone else, and I saw Jason Perillo, and I was like, "Hey, can I spar Cyborg?" And he's like, "Sure." And then so I went, you know, multiple times. But God, she hit so hard. Does she? She weighs got 30 pounds on me. You know, like. Because you know what, there, there, there are talks that maybe Katie Taylor and her could be yes. the next money fight. I can't. I that's to me thinking about that fight happening is wild. Because what weight would that be at? Mm-hmm. I she don't, can't make one thirty-five. Yeah, we watched that documentary yeah. with Cyborg struggling and crying yeah. in the bathroom. at one forty. When I think she weighed in at one forty-five, it's like and that was a struggle. There's no way unless Katie goes up to one forty-seven. But like, what? What's Katie's the point? Like, what yeah. benefit does she, does she money. get? Money. Money. Katie could come in at 170 pounds. And <laughs> she would box Cyborg's ears she, off. Yeah, she would. Right. And I mean, it's to be fair, I mean, yeah. we haven't, we've never seen Cyborg in a boxing match. So I can't really say, can she box? But I don't, I mean, I've seen her strike, but I don't know her as a boxer. That's right. a thing. But we still right. want you on the, it's, we want you on the show, Cyborg. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just so different. Like, MMA striking and boxing and I think people don't a lot of people don't realize that like it's just really it's really different all right well you are in a really uh a very talented heavy division uh we've mm-hmm. talked about it I mean it's almost like a running theme for a lot of our interviews but uh you are in the lightweight division Amanda Serrano Delphine Pursoon Estelle Mosley Miriam Gutierrez Terry Harper which we just mentioned and then you also think about Michaela Mayer has even thought about moving up to face Katie Taylor <laughs> or Serrano uh, uh Hamadouche Th- those girls have to move up they're gonna either they stay at that weight but they know the money fights are in your division and eventually, you're going to have to want to fight those because you want that hardware. Uh, what do you think mm-hmm. of your division so far? Um, I mean, Katie Taylor has dominated this division for years. So, I mean, that's definitely a fight that I would love to have in the future. But I really need more experience first. And, you know, that two-year layoff with COVID didn't help. You know, I should have more fights by now, but couldn't. It's all right. <laughs> Everyone says the same thing. <laughs> Some people can yeah. go pro. They, they couldn't go to the Olympics. They end up going pro. <laughs> so, right. Isn't that crazy? Right. So that kind of, you know, put a halt to everything. But I think now since the Elvina fight and Jessica fight, like I'm on a good path to yeah. getting there. I just need a couple more fights just to like really, you know, get get rounds in and just get my skills down and, and all of that. Uh, you're on the right path, dear. Exactly. Yeah. Just keep showing out, showing up and uh, doing what you do best. 
You know, don't do anything fancy because once you do, that's when you fuck up. Mm. Just, <laughs> just, just, you know, if you want to knock them out early, do it. Do it. Yeah. Nobody's getting it. paid for over. Nobody. That's my plan Plan for the next fight, though. So uh, we can't wait. <laughs> well, I'll be there. Yeah. Yep. She will be there. Drink I'll in hand. There. Everyone that's watching. Oh, Bye, Giandra. A drink. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and then we'll sit down and after you uh, have your victory we'll talk about your fight and what you did well and yeah next steps for sure i do have a question yeah. uh since you are high on katie taylor especially i mean it's in your vision when you watch that fight against amanda serrano who did you have winning who won that fight you know i'd have to probably go back and watch it again to really like i wasn't scoring it when i was watching it I was honestly really emotional watching it. Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. Women. like when they're walking out, I was like, yes, us like, too. We were crying. Incredible. Like, like I love to see it because, you know, people don't see how hard, like hard we have to work to get there. Yeah. Because it's harder for us. Mm -hmm. You know, Buddy McGirt said women fight, uh, they, they fight harder. Yeah. They, yeah. He said he knows if he sees a women's yeah. fight, it's going to be a good fight because women are going to work hard. Yeah. They had to work yeah. hard to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've got to prove something. Yeah. We're exactly. Make people That's watch exactly us. what he said. Exactly what he said. He has, you got ladies have to prove something. And this is coming from a Hall of Fame trainer, a Hall of Fame fighter. So, I mean, what he a stable watches, full of yeah, future Hall of Famers. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fighting on freaking Joshua, the Usyk Joshua undercard. So, yes. it's incredible. So, you know what? When women get down and out, just trust me, the men that we have interviewed, and um, we're talking world champions, ex world champions, Hall of Famers, Roy Jones Jr. Junior is a huge, huge women's, advocate for women. Yes. So make sure, you know what? Just know that they're all watching you and they're all cheering you on because they know how genuinely. hard it is. They really are. They they genuinely know you, what it takes to get in the gym. And they know that you have, not you, but like women have babies <laughs> and it's hard. So yeah. uh, just uh, kudos to you guys. And thank you uh, for doing what you do. And good luck to you, August 4th. Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited for this fight. It's, you, you know, it's the next step in a bigger and better thing. For sure. Do you want to uh, tell a message why everyone should tune in August 4th to a UFC Fight Pass or buy some tickets if they're in town? Yes, please. If you're in town, it's in Montebello, August 4th for 360. I got tickets. Buy some tickets. Come watch. And I promise you there will be some knockdowns and maybe a knockout, but you'll... I like to keep showing my power in this right hand, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun. And for our people who are new to you, please yeah. give us uh, your social medias and how people can keep up with your journey. Okay, I just got good old Instagram that you can follow, and it's at Chelsea with a Y, C-H-E-L-S-E-Y, two underscores, M-A-E. Oh, that's all you need. You don't need. You don't need no Twitter. Two underscores. Someone else has the other one. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, what? The, 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 the how can someone have the same exact name? Well, mitigated gall. I know. There's now, 9 see, million Chelsea Mays. It's kind of and with the same too. spelling. Like, <laughs> see, right? now look, this is what you have to do. So now you have to monitor the other person. <laughs> and because as you continue to knock people out, people are going to go to the wrong one and troll that girl. <laughs> wrong one, and she's right? going to be like, I'm not even I'm a not boxer. Even. Yeah. That's a good idea. I should check and make sure if she's still there or not. <laughs> exactly. Send her, if she's, uh, see where she's at, send her tickets to the fight. There you go. <laughs> Well, Chelsea, best of luck to you August 4th. Uh, we, want some, we want to see some knockouts, but regardless, we want to see you in good health after the fight. Absolutely. Thank All right. you. All Thanks right. for having me on. Thank you the for taking the time. Yes. Oh, Giandra, this was a good edition of, the, of 360 Hollywood yes. Fight Night!
right. I know a whole 360 takeover. I love, love it. Love it. Exciting stuff. Exciting fun. Man, this is going to be a great night at the Quiet Cannon. So make sure you guys get tickets. Yeah, Jandra, you better go. I am pushing you. I don't care if you have a Hollywood red carpet. I'd be like, girl. I'm a, I'm a I mean, like. Sal, you know, and, and all the all the bo my boxing peeps. Uh, let me see. Albert Baker is going to be there. His Aww, wife, Lena Baker. I know Albert. Nancy. I, I know them. Elvis Grant. Uh, Probably uh, Stephen uh, too. Yeah, Stephen will definitely be. It's down the street from himself. We got Grant Gloves, Elvis Grant. Um, they're going to be there. I definitely know they're going to be there. So, girl, you need to like. Um, Hey, I'm about hey. to show up. Everybody turn up for your girl. I want <laughs> yeah. knockouts because the last fight I went to was on my birthday. And Boots gave you a good knockout. Boots knocked out somebody. Charlo, Charlo. had a great Ooh. victory. It was, it was a, a good night. A good night. And I want another good night at the Quiet Cannon. All right. Well, Jandra, this is it for us. Yeah. Oh, our first so full day. Full, full day. In our new studio. In the new temporary studio until we get ours actually built out. So if people are like, that's the Boxing Voices studio. No shit, Sherlock. Yes, it is the Boxing the Voices company. studio. We are the same company. This is their studio until we actually get ours. Ours is going to be much more prettier mm -hmm. and brighter. You more know, very like glam. So again, like I said, we have shot many uh, fire content that's going to be going down in the YouTube, mm -hmm. in the Instagram, in the TikTok, in the, I don't know where else, <laughs> Twitter. All the, all the places y'all be. And remember, it's also on our personal YouTube, or no, not personal YouTube, our personal Instagram and personal Twitter where we do retweet. So make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Score. And if and if you're yeah. weird and you don't want to look at all this fineness <laughs> on camera, you can catch us on iTunes, on Spotify, oh, yeah. Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. I mean, I know you guys like looking at us, but uh -huh. if you just want to listen, you can yeah. do that too. Yeah, I mean, if you want to listen on a nice car, long car drive and mm -hmm. just listen to our sexy voices. Sexy oh, yes. voices. <laughs> we got to, we're going to do ASMR, ASMR. versions. Oh. Welcome to the best woman's yeah. boxing show, I'm period. Sick. Got yeah. that. Mm. <laughs> and that's Giandra LaBeouf. And I'm Giandra LaBeouf. <laughs> and that's Cynthia Conte. And our new engineer, Alex Nava. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Shout out to uh, all right. Well, we're going to just wrap this one up because we are a little too cray-cray. We are super excited. But thank you guys again for your support. And thank you for getting us monetized. Woo! We will be Mama, doing. we made it. Yeah. We're, we're still going. We, we still got to get monetized on TikTok and all of our other and social. And help us stay monetized. Yeah. Watch these videos. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Turn your post notifications on. And send it to your friends. Repost yeah. it on Facebook and all them places. Hell, put it on the dark web wherever y'all be. <laughs> LinkedIn, Tag all that. us, and then we'll retweet Tag it. Us. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. We'll do a share for share. When you guys watch the show, screen record your favorite part of the show, and we'll share, your, yeah. share it on your and social. And we'll follow you. Exactly. We'll, yeah. And then also let us know if you guys have any future guests that you want us to interview. Trust me. We will find a way to get people on this show, whether it's Zoom or their butts right here on the Brown Table Talk exactly. with, us, with the Brown folks. And if we have our limited run of Best Women's Boxing Show, period, T-shirts oh. that are coming. Shout out to our boy, Drew Nichols, for the merch. And I'm telling you, that will be the only version of that shirt. So if you yeah. want the shirt, they're going to be numbered and autograph. If you want one, you better buy it because that version will be no yep. more. That's our inaugural version. It's fundraising for us. Support your girls in a right? meaningful way and get a t-shirt. Yeah. And then also, you know what? I'm going to kind of sneak over because I know I didn't. 
You have it in your office. You looking hella fine. See, they can't see you from this perspective. Uh, yeah, you know what? I've been working my ass off to you lose this good. baby weight. No, you're not working your ass off. I'm you working, working to make that ass right. Oh, make my it ass, yeah, my ass is lifted. It looks good. It's and it's looking real. Great. Okay? Real stuff. It's real. Real hot girl shit. And so, but I just want to give a shout out. I'm. We're going to wear it for another show. Uh, Giandra has one, but she left it in the office. Yeah, it's over there. There we go. It's, oh, that's um, so cute. This is so true. Saturday. I love that. Can you see that? Saturdays are for boxing. They certainly boxing, are. Yep. And then we got a great hoodie. <gasps> and shout out to them. Oh, thank you. That's oh my so god. Nice. They made my when I my actual podcast, The Real Fight with Cindy Conte. I did one. Uh, it was my second official podcast with Bob Arum. It was oh, called 88th and Hustle with Jay Chaudhry. And it was, they made me a hoodie like this that sits on my boxing shelf. And it's like very special to me. So for them to give us some merch and thank you so thank much. You so you much. Guys, we will wear this for another show. We sure will. Um, Not um, now though, because it's hot. It's hot as balls in here. But it will be on another episode where we get to, look at this. It's so cute. It's so, so you dope. guys check out their merch. It's boxing. cute. Yeah. But okay, we're going to wrap this episode up. But thank you guys again i'm not sure exactly i'll just look at my camera alex but uh thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the best women's boxing show and i'm going to look at the other cameras so we get giandra and again i'm cynthia conte and i'm giandra LaBeouf. thank you again see you guys at the fights bye guys